Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. This week we'll look at why buying cheap is a poor strategy. Then we'll get into the market so I can share with you my thoughts on the Australian stock market, where it's heading along with answering all of your questions and looking at stocks for you. Hello, I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Now before we move on, thank you for showing your support for our channel and hitting that subscribe button. Now remember, as you hit the subscribe button, click the bell on the right of it so you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also remember to tune in to our live Australian stock market show, which is on every Tuesday 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Time. Now this is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market education and trading experts, look at your favorite stocks and answer all of your most burning questions. When the market falls heavily, like it has over the past few weeks, it's very common for investors to want to get into stocks for two reasons. The first is their emotions, as many are controlled by fear of missing out, although the current market conditions, it would be wise to be patient. The second reason investors want to buy in is simply because they believe stocks are cheap, given how far they've fallen. But what's a cheap stock? Cheap implies that you'll get a bargain which may be the case when you go to the supermarket, but it's not the best mindset or strategy to adopt when investing in the stock market, as it can cost you a lot of money. Many people buy stocks because they perceive them as cheap, but exactly what do they mean by cheap? Is a stock that is falling in value cheap? Maybe, provided it doesn't continue to fall once you purchase it. Is a stock trading under $5 cheap? Well, maybe, but you have to ask. Cheap in comparison to what? Is a stock that is trading under $1 good value? Possibly, although many of these stocks are referred to as penny dreadful stocks, and for a good reason. While it's easy to compare two items at the supermarket to determine whether you are getting a bargain, you cannot do the same when it comes to comparing stocks, as price alone does not imply that it's cheap or expensive. A stock is only cheap or expensive in comparison to the real value of the asset, not just the price of the share at any one point in time. Now I've lost count the number of people have told me they invested in a stock because it was cheap. When I ask why, they tell me they can buy more shares in a stock that is trading at 50 cents than they could buy if the stock was trading at $20. But it's important to understand that the amount of shares you own is irrelevant to your potential profit. Let me explain. If you have $1,000 to invest, I can purchase 2,000 shares at 50 cents, 
or 50 shares at $20. If the shares rise by 10%, do I make more money on the $1,000 invested in the 50 cent shares compared to the $20 shares? Well, the result is exactly the same. Although it's highly likely that the $20 blue chip stock has more potential to rise by 10% than the 50 cent stock, and the blue chip share is far less likely to fall heavily in price. While there will always be temptation to buy shares that have fallen heavily, I would caution you against doing this because in my experience, when investors buy cheap stocks trying to get a good buy, they end up saying goodbye to their money. Now is not the time to be buying and contrary to what you may be thinking, there will be plenty of time to profit once the market confirms it stopped falling. Let's now get into where the best and worst performing sectors were last week. With so much going on over the past few weeks, it's felt like time has moved much slower than normal. Now I know I've said in the past that a week can be a long time in the stock market, given that two weeks ago everything was falling heavily, yet last week it was the opposite. Industrials led the way up over 9%, followed by information technology, which was up over 8%, and materials rose 4% for last week. Four sectors ended up the week in the red, with consumer staples down over 5%, financials were down over 3%, communication services and utilities, well they were both down over 1%. Now looking at the ASX top 100 stocks, we would normally be quite happy to see stocks up a few percent on the previous week. Yet in a good sign, around 40% of the top 100 stocks rose last week, and 13 of those rose more than 10% for the week. Surprisingly, Qantas led the charge up over 31%, while Sydney Airport was up over 24%, with Star Entertainment Group up over 23%. The worst performers for the week were Vicinity Centres, down nearly 15%, Bank of Queensland was down over 14%, Lend-Lease was down over 12%, and JB Hi-Fi nearly 12%. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts of our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update for the week. We'll also answer your questions and look at the stocks you've chosen for me. Well, as I said in my report, you know, we can be a long time in the market. And last week with the market rising up Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, I had a lot of people getting a little bit more excited about getting into some stocks and uh, continually as I said in my early part of the report, I'm just getting so many people on Facebook and YouTube saying, can I buy yet? Can I buy yet? And I really want to keep reiterating, if you don't know whether you should be buying now or not, that means just a huge indication that you don't know enough. And nobody's going to sit there and pick out this big bell and start ringing it saying, now's the time to buy. The market's hit a bottom uh, and it's going to rise because everything is just probability. So whilst we had a little bit of a bounce last week with the market going up on um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it did come back down a little bit on Friday and we'll look at the charts in a second. Um, but really what I want to say to you now is just because the market's gone up for three days doesn't necessarily mean the market's bottomed and that's really where you need to be careful because like I was saying in my report, if you bought buying now and the, and the market falls again, is it really cheap right now? Or is it cheap when it falls another 10% or another 20% or another 30% or another 50%? Are you prepared for that? And that's really what you need to consider. It's not about trying to get in early. The number one thing you need to be doing when you're investing and trading is protection of capital. 
Um, nobody ever rings me when the market's rising because they're happy everybody's making money. It's only when it falls that the amount of emails and questions we get goes through the roof. And right now, you can just see all my YouTube videos, the, the viewers have gone up hundreds of percent. The amount of comments have gone up four, five, six hundred percent. And they're all by people asking me, can I buy this stock or has this stock falling or can we get into the market now? And, and asking me all these questions because that they have lack of knowledge. And it really is important that you understand this. And yet buy my book for 30 bucks, we'll actually answer most of those questions for you. But let's get into the charts right now. And on your screen, I've got the All Ordinaries Index. That's my normal chart that I have here. I'll just put my little glasses on. And you can see here last week how it opened. It traded right down. It hit a low there of, um, I think it was five. What is it? Let me put that on there. Um, it hit a low of 4429 before closing at four. Um, was that 4874 so it closed slightly high if I just open that you can see it just closed slightly higher than it opened for the week an interesting bar here it's still not telling me that it stopped falling whilst it's found a bit of support around this 4647 sort of area we do have pretty strong support around that 4 5 uh, 4500 point area but you can see here massive massive move down here this doesn't mean to me that it stopped and we'll have a little bit of a look at during the week and you can see here that's Monday market fell down Tuesday traded up Wednesday traded up Thursday traded up Friday traded down closed on its low so today's going to be really really interesting or the next few days on our market will be interesting to see whether this continues to fall down so there's really two scenarios here if we go into some of my tools there we go um, this one I want so one of the scenarios is we've done that we do this and we start to move up that way that's one scenario the other scenario is the opposite where we do this. We go up to that point, we come down, we might do this, and then we might go down even further again and even have a lower low below this one and we could go all the way down. It may not even do this, it may just go straight down, down into these sort of levels down in here. That's the other option. So right now jumping earlier is seriously high risk and if you are somebody that likes to try and jump in and grab a bargain like we talked on, on the marketplace. If you do make money over the next one or two or three weeks, it's just good luck. It has nothing to do with good analysis and it won't have anything to do with good trading and, and trading on rules. The best traders only ever trade on rules and the best investors have good solid rules. So where do I think the market's gonna go over this coming week? I do think it's gonna bounce. I think it's probably gonna bounce for one to four weeks. Um, upwards. We haven't had an up week yet, although last week did close a little higher. If you see on the chart there, we can see that we've had, I'll go back to the weekly chart now, and you can see here, if I just get rid of these so you can see what I'm talking about, that's still a red bar. I need to see green bars. So I need to see one to four green bars up and then a move down. So we won't know till May, possibly into June, whether the market has made its bottom. And again, Patience is a virtue here because the market will always be here. The question is, will you be? And that really depends on the decisions you make right now. And if you're making uneducated decisions, the chances are that you're going to be very high risk with your money and you will lose that. And uh, as they say, money or the stock market is a transference of wealth from the ignorant to the informed. Um, your choice is whether you're going to be ignorant or the informed person. So, but let's go and have a look at the, the stocks or the questions that you have for me this week. 
Now, the first question we've got is from Carl. He says, hi, Dale, I appreciate your great videos. Thanks, matey. Um, he goes, I've been sitting on my hands. Well, that's good for you. To, good to know that you've been doing that and doing what I've uh, basically been suggesting you do. Um, he said, like you've been suggesting, don't try to catch a falling knife. It's a sensible sounding sentiment I'm hearing from many experts, but I'm wondering, if I would like to get my money back into the market eventually, and we assume that the mid to long term that the market will recover, does it really matter whether I get in too soon or too late? Um, I can't predict the bottom, and I'm not doing anything else with my money in the meantime, thanks again. Well, that's a really good question. Uh, it, it really is one of those ones where you're sort of right if you do and you're, wrong, and you're wrong if you do. It's one of those six for one, half dozen for the other type of questions. Now, the, the point is, is like I was just saying a minute ago, it's about downside risk. It's about protecting capital. So if you buy in today or this week and you put all, all the free cash that you have into the market, and let's just say you buy some really good blue chip shares, um, and let's say the market falls 20%. Are you going to be happy with that? How are you going to manage that? And are you going to be okay internally? Your emotions, are you going to be able to deal with that? What if it falls 30 or 40 or 50%? So let's say your money's dropped in half in three months' time. Are you still going to be happy with that? And knowing that you're confident that medium to longer term, it will be bullish. Now, we saw plenty of time after the GFC low in 2009. For two, three years, our market pretty much did nothing. It went sideways up and down all over the place. It struggled to get through 5,000 points for quite a long time. And it wasn't until about 2013 that the market really started to gather some momentum there, even probably a little bit later than that. But up till that point, it was really up and down and all over the place. So are you prepared for that as well? And that's really my question is, is to me, it's always, I always say to people, both in my book and into in all our traders that I do mentor, Trade on confirmation, not speculation. So I'd rather see the market bottom and start to move up and move up nicely and tell us it's going up more medium to longer term before buying it. But that's just what I do. What you do is up to you, but it's a really good question you're pondering. And again, it really just depends on how you can manage, manage your portfolio and how you'll feel about your portfolio if it does fall away from where it is at this point in time. But thanks for the question, matey. Uh, the next question we got is from Joel who says, Hey Dale, I'm new to your channel, but I'm loving it and I'm learning more and more each week. Oh, that's perfect, matey. Thank you very much for the nice compliments. Um, he goes, what are your thoughts on the, the listed investment company Argo? I'm wanting to buy in the next week or so when it settles down. Thanks, mate. Um, my question is, how do you know it's going to settle down in the next week or so? What rules have you got around on it? And why do you want to buy the listed investment company Argo? And this is really a question I ask a lot of people is that, uh, why are you buying a stock? And most people will go to me, oh, I think it's, it's got too low. Well, what do you th why do you think it's got too low? What's the parameters around that? How are you assessing that? And that's really what I was talking about earlier in my report. How do you know that's cheap at the price it currently is? Do you know it's going to go further in price? These are sorts of questions you need to be asking and a lot of investors don't ask those sorts of questions. They just make guesstimates about what they think. So buying in the next week or so is very loose in my mind. And I'm not trying to be rude to you, mate. I'm just saying um, you need to have some solid rules on it. Why Argo? But let's go and have a look at Argo the stock. And um, on your screen right now is Argo. Um, we've got it there and you can see this huge big move down over the past month or so, but let's go and look at my little um, tool here and whack it on here, and I'll go and whack. At one stage there, Argo was down over 40%. Now that's more than the market fell, um, just a bit more than the market fell. Currently, there's your close there, it's down over 30%. 
it's got right down sort of near these lows. There's nothing here to me telling me that this is going up. You might find it might bounce a little bit over the next one to four weeks like the market does, um, but it is quite a volatile sort of stock anyway. Um, and I would have thought it would have done a lot better than this through this sort of period here and like with the All Lords moving up so so much. Um, Argo basically invests in other companies. That's why it's a listed investment company. But right now, I'd be staying right out of it, matey. It doesn't, it didn't, it closed higher than it opened for the week, but it still closed lower than last week. Unlike the All Lords, All Lords actually closed slightly higher than it did the previous week. This is just suggesting it's a little bit weak at the moment. So I would probably stay out of that, matey. But uh, let's go and look at the next one. We've got Dirk, um, who uh, he says, Qantas and NAB shares have been my top pick for the week. I'm new to trading, so I need to work on my patience. So um, everybody needs to work on their patience, uh, Dirk. It's just one of those things. Everybody thinks all that. Uh, there's a lot of people... The ignorant have, and I'm not saying you're ignorant, please don't take that. Uh, the ignorant tend to have the fear of missing out. They, and they want to run. That's why there was a, such a big run on toilet paper. Everybody wanted to get the toilet paper before they missed out and hand sanitizers and all those sorts of things. And yet there's tons of it. I mean, in Australia, we make enough food for 75 million people. We've only got 25 million, roughly. So we've got more than enough food, more than enough toilet paper, more than enough hand sanitizers and everything else. But people do... Uh, what they do is they they don't have the patience and they try and they fear missing out or missing not getting what they need to get and what they do is they create this panic or this herd mentality. So right now I'm not sure I did banks last week and I showed you the week before and, and NAB wasn't on my list of ones that I actually like. So I don't understand why you've picked NAB. I also don't understand why you've picked Qantas. Qantas bounced last week. And it was the best performing stock last week. But that doesn't mean it stopped falling. Qantas is in a hell of a hurt right now. So it's all major airlines. It doesn't look like we're going to be able to fly for anywhere between two and six months. So I'm not sure why even looking at that stock because it's not going to go in until it starts flying again. It's not really going to make any money. And then it's going to be playing catch up, getting planes ready and a whole lot of expenses are doing there. But let's have a bit of a look at Qantas anyway and, and NAB and just show you what I'm talking about. So it bounced last week. As you can see there, beautiful up. But have a look at this. It's been falling all the way since December. So it was already falling away heavily prior to us getting into, obviously, um, understanding what coronavirus is about and what's been going on. But this is massive, massive move. Um, I have a rule. I don't buy airlines. I've never bought an airline in my life before, and I don't intend to buy airlines at all. I didn't buy um, I've never bought Qantas as a share. And the reason why I don't buy airlines is because exactly what's just happened with Qantas. If you look at, let's look at how far it actually fell in price over this coming, or oh, the um, few months that it's been trading downwards. And you can see there at one stage, Qantas was down 72% and now it's down around 58 to 60%. That's why I don't buy airlines. Your choice if you want to buy that. NAB is the worst performing bank on out of our big four banks over the last 20 odd years. Again, that's uh, it's not something I, you know, I, I mean, I actually have some bank accounts with NAB but I, and I do like them as a, as a bank. Um, but again, I wouldn't be buying this stock either. It's fallen very, very heavily. It's probably the weakest of the big four banks at, at this point in time. I like um, CBA is much better and obviously Macquarie is a much better bank to be looking at. But you need to put some rules around it. Why are you looking at it? Why do you want to buy those stocks? What's what's interesting about them? What's the research that you've done rather than just seeing them rise up a little bit over the past few weeks? But, you know, as I said, keep asking questions, mate. And maybe if you're new to trading, get under my book, Accelerate Your Wealth, Your Money, Your Choice. Get in the bookshops or get online and buy it. Uh, you'll be able to 
get a really good solid understanding of what to do and how to do it and some rules around buying and selling. We've got a, um, an email from Ash. Ash, I haven't heard from you for a little while, matey, so, but thanks very much for shooting your question in. He says, hi, Dale. I like your weekly update. Thank you for your, your nice compliments. Um, Ash goes, what is your opinion on CSL and ResMed? The effect of the virus on their business will be smaller than other companies, quite possibly. Um, it may be a little bit on other, than other companies. These stocks should bounce strongly during any market recovery. Um, please keep up the good work. Thanks. Um, thanks, Ash. I will have a look at those two stocks. Um, you need to tell me why you're basing that um, your in uh, your opinion on those stocks bouncing. CSL is one of the best companies on Australia anyway, so I would suggest it would probably bounce anyway. Um, ResMed maybe ResMed is not necessarily in that. That's much more in. Obviously, ResMed is in that um, space with breathing and um, people with asthma, those sorts of breathing conditions and those sorts of things. So it could do very well. ResMed obviously is an Australian company, but pretty much everything it does is in the US. I think its head office is now in California has been since about one or two years after it floated on our exchange but look at CSL it looks magic it's just a beautiful trending stock it hasn't had a major major pullback since right back through through here to 2011 had a minor one there but I'm still jury still out a little bit on on CSL about whether it's going to recover but I would agree with you that I think it would recover a little bit better than other stocks um, CSL I do like the stock it has bounced it did trade a little bit higher it did close higher than it did the previous week so it was up on the previous week if I put my little super tool here you can see it was up nearly three percent on the prior week so that does look good but still a little bit too early to buy let's go to ResMed and have a look at that one uh, ResMed a little bit better hasn't fallen so much but you can see how vertical it was it hasn't had a real big major pullback on this one um, as I said, the jury is still a little bit more out on this one than it is on CSL. I do like both stocks. It fell over 30%. Currently, it's down around 15%. I think a lot of people are thinking the same thing as yourself, but I don't have too much of a problem with either of these companies. It just gets down to what is your longer-term view. Um, do you have a short-term view on these, medium or longer-term view? What are your rules around buying them and or managing them? Um, and what are you going to do if they start to fall away? That's the other question as well. Uh, but thanks guys for sending in your question or thanks everybody sending your questions and watching till the end of this video. I do really appreciate it. And thanks for your support for our channel. Remember, um, please subscribe right now and, and hit the like button if you like the videos as well. Um, we're here to help you and we're doing a whole lot more things at the moment. I'm producing or about getting ready to produce a few more shows that will go out. So stay tuned and we'll, we'll uh, let you know when they come out. Now, if you have any questions you'd like me to answer, just stick them below and I'll get to answering them. If you get to typing them out. Now remember that here on this channel we do these Monday market reports every single week and we also do a live stream here on a Tuesday nights 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern um, Time. So hit that subscribe button now click the bell on the right of it so you know when we go live with our updated videos. For now I'm Dale Gillen the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Goodbye, good luck and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.